Yes, hello and welcome. That's right, you're trapped in this special edition of Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I am your co-host, Jay St. G, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York. And always with me, my man, The Fiend, from Louisville, Mark Weathers. Bring our guest in, man. Dude, I am super excited to be here, especially tonight, because the moment is here. Yes. We've been waiting weeks and weeks and weeks to bring this guy on. I'm uh, very fortunate to call him my Sifu, my teacher. He taught me a lot about Kung Fu, a lot about life back in the day. You might know him as the original Johnny Cage, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, Noob Saibot, Smoke. He is the one and only Daniel Pasina. How are you doing, Sifu? Hey, pretty good, Mark. Hey, Jason. How's it going tonight? It's going good, great, good. man. All right, right, right. I'm glad to hang out with you guys tonight. Got people you know, already here. Uh, Paul Tackett, what's going on? Fallen One Gaming, our moderator, Ryan Baker, uh, Pots, uh, Kaiju Inc. Wow, welcome aboard, guys. Thanks for coming into the special edition. We're happy to have you guys. We got We're going. Okay, 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 cool. It's, it's Thursday night. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, cool. So, every, uh, Master Pacino, thanks so much for, uh, you know, taking your time out of your very, very busy schedule to join NerdCage Live tonight. This is really, it's, a, it's an honor, and this is a childhood dream come true because I've been a Mortal Kombat fan since I was five back in 92, Yikes. 93. <laughs> You know, funny story, like, I'm not, you know, anybody who's watched the show before or knows me personally knows that I'm not really, like, a video game person. So I had virtually no knowledge of, like, Mortal Kombat aside from the, the, the theme song from the movie like, because they were playing that in clubs when I was younger, right? And uh, it wasn't until, like, maybe, like, a year or two after the first game came out that I actually walked into, like, a coin laundry and saw, like, the game and played it and fell in love with it. And uh, I didn't even know that, you know, I'm kind of jumping topics here, that, like, when I walked into your school for the first time, who you, like, <laughs> your relationship to that game. Like, you were just, I just knew that the school was awesome, that everybody in the school was doing was doing cool stuff. You were like, a, like seemed like a great teacher, somebody that I really wanted to learn from. And it wasn't until I like actually walked in there with my girlfriend at the time and she was like, dude, do you know who that is? And I was like, uh, that's, uh, that's my seafood, that's Danny Piscina. Uh, that's Johnny Cage. Like, I was like, what, really? I didn't, I didn't even realize <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> yeah, for uh, for a while I left, you know, uh, I left the uh, video game uh, part of my life away just to focus on my training, martial art training. You know, uh, I, would, I still uh, was a geek and liked to play video games, but uh, that part of my life was just kind of like, ah, I did that in the past, that's cool. Right. You know, lately it's uh, over the last six years, there's been a resurgence of, I guess, all the people who used to play the games like Jason when he was five grew up. And now, you know, when they see me, they're five years old or 12 years old again or, you know, back back in the day when they didn't have as many responsibilities and yeah. got to play with their friends a lot, whether it's at home or in the arcade, you know, it brings that nostalgia back. So now I'm back. Yeah, awesome. it's awesome. And uh, I just want to take it back real quick. So, uh, like three about three years ago, we uh, we met at the Retro Game Con in uh, Syracuse, New York, and with J with John Parrish, aka Jax, and uh, that that was 
it was awesome, you know, connecting to you then and, you know, seeing all your fans coming up to you and, um, you know, and then you guys gave us the history of the, you know, the, the, um, the little history lesson you guys gave us and whatnot. And by the way, I just want to show everybody that I got this shirt on right here. Shout out to my friend Jennifer who got me the shirt a few years back. It's the original character select screen. Nice. Yes, nice swag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. So I remember you mentioned to me uh, when Mortal Kombat first was conceived, you said that you you were you were into Dungeons and Dragons, and that's how you met John Tobias, right? Yeah, my uh, uh, besides uh, my brother uh, Carlos, who also Mark knows, who who yeah. teaches at the school, uh, he 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 used to draw, like sit at a kitchen table, whether it was my house, my parents' house, uh, my house, same thing. Or, or we had a friend, Andrew Kadelka. They would hang out there, and one of the people who would draw with him was John Tobias. And so, you know, we went go to see kung fu, a few kung fu movies together, go see movies together, go to the arcade a couple times together. But we would play at that same house at uh, Andy's house. We played Dungeons and Dragons together, and you know that was if you can imagine the bickering when you're playing D and D and that interaction. Take that, and then that's how. You know, uh, it's part of the way we created more combat. Oh, that nice. is so awesome! See, we see, this is great. We get to hear the intimate stories that the general public may not know. So, uh, take us a little further. Like, um, I, from what I say, you guys had just this had like one videotape camera and, and a green screen and, and like six developers. Like, how did it all come? How did it all come together? Actually, we uh, actually John Tobias's dad owned the camera. So oh. we didn't have like a, it was a high camera. It was a for, 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 uh, for a non-professional, it was a really good camera, but it was not a professional camera by any means, you know, it wasn't super expensive. It was expensive, but not like broadcast quality. You know, it was as good as you can, a uh, consumer can get back then. So we had that and, uh, we actually didn't have a green screen, you know, and John asked me to help him with the game. We kind of first. We pitched the game to Midway and, and to, you know, uh, to their representative, Ed, and at the beginning, their first round, they said no to it. And, th and that's when the, uh, there's that whole confusion or, or that whole pitch, you know, and I understand it's been 30 years, but they said no to it that they're going to go with an, a, a mainstream game idea with, uh, with, uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme. So yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, it's Mortal Kombat was based off of Jean-Claude. No, I think, you know, from what I recall, uh, those were two separate ideas, and I think that Mortal Kombat was probably the first idea because we did some things to pitch the game. And I'm always like, well, if they would have had the concept already, there would be no reason for me to make a, a choreograph some fight scenes or to make a video showing like the game, and then they wouldn't need that. They'd already have those ideas, so that's why I think Mortal Kombat was the, uh, the, the first idea and that Jean-Claude Van Damme was the second idea. But, uh, but yeah, we sh I showed up. John was like, hey, the first thing we do has to do is figure out how to make the game. And then I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, just show up and, uh, you know, wear some sweats and we're going to just film martial art modes. So I just showed up at, his, uh, at Midway Games and we walked into, I thought it was a storage room, but they were using the storage room to film some of their other games. They had other live uh, doing actors doing little bits of games. The whole game wasn't uh, a live actor game at that time. But we kind of moved things around for a couple hours to find, to get a space where there was even kind of 
lighting that we can kind of use and a flat wall we can film against because John was like, oh, we're going to take the image and cut it out. And we need a, a wall to kind of a flat wall to, to, uh, to be able to trim it out of. But it was like I said, it was uh, uh, John and I spent about five, eight hour days like wow. filming our slur moves and trying to create a pathway to Mortal Kombat before we had an idea like, hey, this is kind of how we're going to have the game. Let's invite in the programmer. And then we invited Ed to take a look at what we were doing. And most of the footage you see now is after those five or six days. Okay. So it is, it is original footage, but it's not footage of the actual creation part. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's the continuing creation part, but we actually taped over those uh, to save money. We taped over those tapes, you know, wow. during the creation part because we were just like, oh, we can't afford... You know, John was like, I can't afford to buy more tapes. You know, this game is so going to be so low budget, you know. So, yeah. And who <laughs> knew it was going to blow up, too. Right. Okay, so add on to what you were just saying here. Off on one game and asks, uh, did the character actors have to wear any mocap suits? There was no such thing as mocap at that time. So oh. it was all. So originally, the idea John had was to make it like uh, Dragon's Lair. There was a game called Dragon's Lair that yeah, came out of CD. Remember, it came out of big CD-ROM. It was freaking awesome. Right. And I, I lost a lot of quarters playing that game, trying to freaking jump over the, you know, they'd have, like, it was kind of like a uh, jump from rock to rock as it disappeared or fall in the lava. Anyway, it, it, he wanted it more to, uh, at the beginning, Tobias wanted it more to be like an actual kung fu movie, to have yeah. more frames. Mm -hmm. But because of the technology and the limit putting into the game, we started having to cut more and more frames uh, for the movie to get to make uh, the the fighting like quick. Yeah. So at the beginning, we wanted to look more, uh, uh, more like a live character, a little bit more live than it does now. I think just because of the technology at the time, you know, it it it, it, it still was us. But there was a little bit more animation to it. Now, how did you guys assemble your crew? I mean, Hosong Pack, uh, Elizabeth Molaski, uh, <laughs> uh, Richard Divizio. Like, how, how did you guys all come together? I, I'm just curious. Actually, uh, uh, when John asked me to help him pitch the game to, to Midway and to meet with, uh, later on, to meet with Ed, you know, tell him about the game, he was just like, he was like, I can't pay you a lot, so any ideas you have for the game, you know, I'm going to put in the game, at, you know, and you're going to be help, help me create this game, and you're going to have this credit, you know, to do this uh, thing. And uh, and so, you know, one of the first things I did was change the Japanese ninja into the Lin Kuei, but that's a story we can tell later. Because originally <laughs> John, John had him as Japanese ninja, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do the game if you have him as, as Japanese ninja. Let's have it unique, you know, let's add the the mystery of the Lin Kuei in it. And John was like, I never heard of that. So I, anyway, but uh, also he was like, who can we get to do the game? Because I can't pay you a lot of money. Uh, so who can we get? And I was like, we can get, you know, uh, Tony Marquez, Kung Lao was going to be the ninjas, the original ninjas. Yes. We can get Ho Sung, uh, Pac, we can get uh, my brother to be Raiden and Rich to be Kano. So we can get all these guys to work, you know, basically for, uh, achieved just to, to be on the creative side of this game and later on uh, at that time he was like I'm thinking of adding a, a female character so even back then I was like oh okay I'll start looking now for a female character to put in the game you know that idea was was out there uh, then we pitched the game to 
to Midway. So, so it was just a very, very basic concept. So there was no mocap suit. Everything was just videotaped, you know, and the, uh, the lighting was at the, when I was filming, even when parts of Cage were filming, there was only overhead lighting. There wasn't side lighting in, in some of the, the videos. We kept, oh, wow. we kept on adding, adding. So, you know, I have about seven hours of footage from that. If you look at the very first part of the footage and then the very, like, Ho Sung, Liu Kang was the last one we filmed completed. Nice. If you look at the difference in them, you can tell the quality, just, you know, different things were added, like, uh, it improved as it went along. Yeah, it improved as it went. As the problems uh, came up, we started solving the problems as they came up. Oh, nice. We got a good question here. So, uh, Pots Kaiju Inc., cool dude, right, by the way, uh, he says, were you guys allowed to use your own martial arts style for the characters, or was that decided before you guys were hired? Um, as I said, we were on the ground floor. Not only did we decide what martial arts the different characters were going to have we got to the original guys created the personalities yeah like it wasn't like uh uh it was at the time too we didn't know how big it was john was just like okay this is like uh okay so for johnny cage you're an actor who knows martial arts okay go and so i would film the whole thing is at the beginning i would come out and film something and then we take a look at it and then we'd film it again and take a look at it and and about the third day of the creating we were like okay guess what do something three times and then change it in some way and john would just be watching the film and be like okay do that again oh uh you know trying to uh between him and the actor and later on between him myself and the actor we would try to make sure that because again this group, we all trained martial arts together. So a lot of us knew the same techniques and the same style. So we, so it was my job to make sure that the characters didn't look all exactly the same. I had to come up with a little nuance, nice. a little bit of tilting fist or a little bit of the, the stance had to be a little bit different or to give it a different personality. So, you know, as far as, you know, uh, different things came up like, uh, as far as like the personality, like we had a problem with uh, Raiden, his hat. His hat wouldn't stand his head when he flipped back onto his back af after, which was another whole, trying to get him to fall down was a whole, another whole problem because originally, <laughs> originally John just wanted me to fall backwards. And then when I looked at it, it was like, that's really not dynamic. I think we should, so we experimenting with the way they fell for, for quite a while. Until I came up with that whole, oh, I, you know, if we really throw their legs in the air, you get a really big dynamic movement. <laughs> but anyway, uh, with Raiden, like he kept on falling on his head. His head would come up on his head uh, when he was trying to do the kip up to get up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I was just like, John, he's a god. He doesn't need to do a kip up. He could just teleport up. And John was like, oh, man, that's a good idea. So, you know, uh, so as the problems came up, and, the, and that a big part of his personality to appear and reappear. He's a god. He does that. So that was all all uh, originally from us having that problem, you know, and, nice. and us putting our head, collaborating together and putting our head together to figure out the problems. So all those personalities are like, you know, uh, even even the stuff you see in the movie and stuff like that, those are all created already by the actors, the original actors. That is awesome. Uh, so the, uh, I'm going to bring up something. So, so who came up with like, the shadow kick, the nut punch, and of course the spear and the get over here. Like, so who came up with all that? Well, the nut punch. What happens is because uh, Van Dam Nick's 
Ed's game. Ed really wanted to throw in some uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, uh, parodies, you know, oh, jokes and okay. stuff like that. Right. But originally, I didn't want to do it. I was like, no, I don't want, I'm not going to do that. Because again, I didn't work for Midway. They weren't really paying me a, uh, a lot. And I was like, oh, I'm part of the creation. I was like, no. And then John was like, you know what? If you do this, we will buy you, we will, we'll buy you pizzas. Every time you come into work at night, we'll buy you pizza. And so something like that. And, and so they bribed me with food. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. But like, I would have uh, gave in too. Just uh, saying. Yeah, but like, uh, you know, different, like, uh, different things were mostly the, it was a collaboration of the actor and then John were, were the main things. And sometimes like uh, for the, uh, it was like Scorpion Spear. Originally, uh, originally Ed wanted me to take a lasso and like wonder, uh, throw it around the guy and tie him up. And then I walk up to him and get get to punch him for like free because he's tied up. And then I was like, man, I don't want, I'm not going to do any Wonder Woman moves. And because we were always joking around, so we were making fun of each other uh, all the time and just joking. I just joked around. I'm not going to do Wonder Woman, but but there's a uh, martial art weapon in Chinese martial arts that's called a rope dart. It's used to originally it was used to pull horsemen off their horses, and it's a, a big dart you know, one or two pounds on a big, long leather, a piece of leather rope, and you wrap it around your body. And so I had one, and I showed John, and John's like, oh, that's really cool. So we're going to do that. So I'll throw it, and then I'll pull him over. And as I as I threw the dart, and I started pulling him over, Rich DeVizio yeah, was watching us film, helping us film. He yelled out in the candle voice, get over here, like that. <laughs> so... So the creator of Get Over Here is actually Rich DeVizio. I know, wow, okay. I know, yeah, I know Ed does the voice. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, the person who coined the phrase or actually created the phrase Get Over Here is, is Kano, uh, Rich. Wow, so, okay. Yeah, and like, you know, different things like, uh, you know, I came up with my favorite fatality, Sonya's fatality, and I created that. John was like, always just like, think of something cool. He's like, Dan, think of something cool. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool if she blew a kiss at you and you blew up in flames. And, you know, and the kiss looked like a butterfly. And John was like, okay, let's do that. You know, he, uh, Tobias was really always like, what is the best idea? What is what we're going to do with, you know, what is the best idea for the game to make yeah. this game like really, really cool? Because again, we, at the time we were doing it, we only thought there was going to be 200 arcade cabinets. Oh, you know? uh, so. <laughs> Bad prediction. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, and two, it was like, uh, you know, Kano ripping out your heart. Rich, uh, Rich DeVizio created that. He actually wanted to take your heart and eat it and then yep. hold it up. Take a bite like an apple and hold it up. But John was like, uh, that's a little bit too much. You know, <laughs> being a cannibal, you know, just hold it up. And I was just like, oh, man, it'd be cool if it's like still beating. Indiana. Still beating. Yeah, and like Indiana Jones because we were goofing around with that. And then so it came out still beating. So, uh, you know, Hosung wanted to to have his, uh, you know, he was the last. Hosung, Liu Kang, he wanted to do his character last because he wanted to see what everyone was doing and one up them. To make it look a, it's a, a better character, he was just like, "No, no, I'm going to go last, and then I'm going to see what you guys are doing, and then I'm going to, you know, try to one up you guys." So, but it, you know, and then you know, it was it was always that goofing around that competition. So a lot of things, you know, uh, you know, came up just because you know the actor was like, "Oh, it's good. Uh, let's let's do this." Okay, so I got another question from uh, Patsukaju Inc. He says, was there ever a moment where anybody in the crew realized that this game could be a huge hit, or did you guys not see it coming? 
Actually, Rich and I, Kano, always went from the first day, we were like, you know, John's going to let us put whatever we want in the game. This game is going to be so cool. So we always thought it would be a cool game. But again, you know, uh, the 200 cabinets, uh, again, when John asked for my help and, and uh, later on when I uh, met with Ed, I was like, can we make 201 cabinets? Because I can get a cabinet. And they were like, no, we promise you there's only going to be 200 made. And one of those cabinets is over five grand. So there's no way we can afford to give you one of these cabinets. Oh. We're going to make 200 arcade games. And both of them promised me verbally that. And, and you know, and Rich, is, Rich and Carl's like, yeah, well, you know, that's what you get. You, you know, it's, they're really expensive. Yeah. But at least you're going to get to help, you know, create, help create the game and stuff like that. So, yeah. And I was also wanted to ask you is, um, you know, we were just talking about fatalities a little bit ago. What was your reaction and what was your family's reaction, your wife's reaction, seeing you in the game get killed, getting your head ripped off or this, this, and that? Like, what was your, <laughs> oh, what was your family's reaction to seeing you yourself getting killed, you know, in the game? How did you yeah. feel about it? Yeah, well, uh, uh, at, at the time I saw the first, originally Johnny Cage was going to have three fatalities. We tried to do three fatalities, but just because of... Uh, Technology constrictions, we couldn't get all three in. They were too just too complicated. The first one, first ever fatality, I wanted to jump up in the air and punch a hole in the guy's skull, and then he turns towards the camera and he had a hole in his skull. So we kind of filmed for that, but then John looked at it and he's like, you know what, that's gonna be really complicated to do. Think of something else. And then I was like, Well, what if he, the energy gets so low he drops to his knees and then I just beat him, pummel him, and then I uppercut his head and his head comes flying off. Yes. And, John, and then John is like, okay, let's finish, let's film that. So we filmed that and he took a look at that and he's like, you know what, that's going to be a little complicated too right now. What's a, what's a really simple one you want to do? And I was like, I just want to take the guy's head off. And so he goes, <laughs> okay, so that's plain and simple. We're going to, we're going to do that. But the first time I saw it was in a test mode. So... Okay. And I think is that's where we, uh, when we first pitched the game to Midway, we had the blood idea. We wanted blood, in, John wanted blood in the game, and that's part of the pitch. When we were pitching the game to to Ed, it was like, oh, we want blood in the game, and we want x-rays, we want tag teams. We had all these ideas for this game. And then, uh, but for the test of the game, the blood, the blood was over the top, really over the top, like a samurai movie. So... Uh, you know, Ed, when he was doing it, he was just like went crazy with the blood. And it was, and I think that that was one of his best like creations was never toning, turn, tuning the blood down, always having it like the blood just coming uh, way out of the, you know, the <laughs> way out. So, that, uh, so again, it, everything was like always collaborating stuff. So when I first saw it, I was really shocked. When my mom first saw it, she kind of hit me. Hit me in the back of the head. Like, <laughs> what are you doing this stuff for? You know, what are you doing this stuff for? You know, I took her to at the arcade to see it because, again, we didn't have any intention for it to go to the home system. It was always designed for kids who go to the arcade. And, you know, usually kids who go to the arcade have their own quarters. They could be left by themselves. You know, you might be 12 or 13, but you're still at that age. You're not six or five. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, so we really designed it. So the first time I saw it, I was just like shocked. And the first time my mom saw it, I got hit. <laughs> <laughs> when was when was the moment? Because I know like, you know, we just kind of like someone asked the question, uh, you know, did you know at some point that you had a, a hit on your hands? 
when was the moment that you realized that the game was a hit and that like you actually you know were going to be known from that point on as johnny cage or scorpion or whatever well you know what uh john called me up the day after super bowl sunday because they they took the game to test up on super bowl sunday and so you know that that day you know nobody's gonna everybody's gonna be watching super bowl even us geeks watch super bowl yep. you know the, com <laughs> the commercials we're all about the commercials but uh so he took it out there to test and he set it up and he got it going and a couple hours later uh i recall john telling me that you know he's like He's like, the guy called me up a couple hours later and he said, hey, there's something wrong with your game. So John's like, ah, crap. So John had to use his dad's car to go over to get to, I think his dad's car. But anyway, John had to go get, go check out uh, why the game wasn't working. So John looks at the game and he sees like everything's like, he does runs a test. And he's just like, well, wait a minute. And he opens up the coin box and the coin box is filled. So once the coin box is filled, the game stops because it's not, it's all about the quarters. Right. So John is like, okay, wow. And he looks around and there's hardly anybody in the arcade, really. And he's like, okay. And then a couple hours later, he gets a call again. Hey, your game is not working again. So he's just like, oh, and that's the, he goes out there. He opens up the coin box again and it's filled. Wow. And then he's like, and then, you know, he's like, and that's the point where I realized that this game was going to be. Uh, a hit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude. He goes, you know, nobody's supposed to be playing this game, and and the coin box got filled more than a couple times, I think, uh, as I recall. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and I had to come out and because people were just playing it like crazy. He goes, but every time I went out there, nobody would be around it. So uh, at that point, he was like, he knew it. He, he told me, dude, it's gonna be so big, and I was like, I told you guys, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, so quick question, man. I've always wondered. It's it's it's, it's been bothering me since for for years, and I never knew this. But um, so in the original game, when every time Johnny Cage does his victory pose, you hear like a yeah, and then he puts his glasses on. Who did that? Who who's this, who's the one that screamed yeah? Was that you or is that? Um, we did some. I don't know what made it into the game, but that is one of the things that like that I added to the game because again. The tape was rolling and do some, and John's instructions, do something cool. So the first time I walked out, I just walked out and I kind of looked around and I waved my hand and then I, I got my fighting stance. And John was like, okay, do it again. So I did it a couple times and then I was just like, I took my glasses and Ed was like standing in the background. I took my glasses for the first time. I threw them at Ed, you know, like that. And then I got to that. And then John was like, oh, that's cool. Do that again. So this time I, was, I did that a couple times and then I was like, Finally, I was just like walked out and I kind of waved, you know, doing this stuff, flexing, yeah. through my got into the fighting stance. So that was all just, uh, that was all just shooting this, this video over and over, doing these movements, you know, doing these movements dozens of times over and over, looking for the, for, the correct move or the, that, just that right look. And, uh, and again, John just looking at it and saying, ah, I didn't like that. We're going to erase that. And so we, he would erase that and save over that because we wanted just to have Johnny Cage. Uh, uh, and again, he didn't have a name. They were just called the, oh, Dan. Dan is going to be uh, just on one tape, you know? And when Rich came in, there was no Kano yet. Oh, Rich was going to be on one tape. You know, Raiden, I think, was the only one who really had a, had a name at the beginning. Oh, okay. Interesting. 
Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm looking right. at the chat right now. Uh, B Nap is just asked, uh, were you involved in the sequel games as well? And we know the answer to that. But I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the second game, yeah. And the second game, yeah. And uh, by the end of the second game, uh, you know, again, they told me, you know, the first time I mentioned, you know, and this is the, the falling out part. You know, yeah. People. And two people should remember that even if your friend is in charge of the project, that doesn't mean he's usually owner of the company. So he can't really help you to, he can help you, but but not really that. So John told me we're gonna make 200 cabinets and when they pre-ordered 10,000, I was like, John, you told me they're gonna make 200. You wouldn't even give me one. And John was like, don't worry. If I get one, I'm gonna give you one and they're gonna give you a bonus. Mm. You know, we did really good. You did really good in helping this stuff. And two, as a part of the, you know, uh, when it was gonna come out, John called me up a couple days, a day or two before they were going to release the game. He's like, dude, for helping me, I want to, I want to put you or you on the side of the cabinet. Is that all right with you? And I was like, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So he had me come in and shoot some, you know, shoot, but that, and that was another problem. And you shoot that, shoot a jump sidekick, like different types of jump kicks to try to get that image. But then again, at the end, they, uh, then it went to home and then I got the same thing. Don't worry. They're going to give you a bonus. So a couple of years later, I was like, John, you know, they're not going to give you the bonus. And so John kind of a, approached the owners of Midway. And then I got a call from, from the representative of Midway say, hey, do you have any of these promises in writing? And, no, then, no. and then right away, right away, I knew like, oh, these guys are not going to uh. give me what they, they're going to just keep all the money. Even though, you know, even though, you know, I had John change, you know, uh, the Japanese engine to Chinese Lin Kuei. You know, that look that they, that right. Sub Zero and Scorpion have right now are, is the look of that Chinese, uh, that Chinese art in that, in, in that game. It would have yeah. not looked like that if it w wasn't for me. Yeah, you know, I know. You, you're a pivotal. Yeah. You created, you created, yeah. you created there, the damn there, game. Yeah, there, yeah, there'd be no rope dart in it. You know what I mean? There'd be no kiss of death. There would be no teleport. You know, there would be not all this stuff. There would be no, you know, John and I made this pathway to the game. You know, there wouldn't be any of that if, if, uh, if it wasn't, yeah. you know, it would, the game would be yeah. totally different. Game wouldn't yeah. be Your true fans are well aware of this. Just, you know, I've yeah, known this so, for a while. So, yeah. So in the end, I just was like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, uh I'm not gonna work with these guys. And, and that's the whole, you know, yeah. I wanted to take them to, uh, uh, took him to court for uh, for the right of my image, you know, yeah. the, and the judge at, at the in the court was actually like, no, you know, a video game in the arcade is the same as a home game. Now it's lost totally different. But for her, uh, I think it was a lady, uh, she was just like, this is just a fad. Home oh. games are never going to be big. Wow. She stated that. The judge must judge. Big time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, uh, there's no difference between home game and an arcade game. Now, laws are really, really different than yeah. back then. You know, there's a whole set of laws that protects you and protects your rights back then. You know, us being the pioneers, we, we had a sacrifice to make. So, you know, if you guys are ever creating anything, seek out a good lawyer. Don't leave it just a chance or anything like that. So, because, you know, John's still my friend, still my friend to this good. day. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, sometimes... You know, a lot of people don't know the intensity, like how of the uh, creation of the game, how the collaboration was. You know, they think that oh, these, you know, that the company gave us oh, try out for the game. No, we didn't try out for the game. They, 
you know, John asked me as a favor to, you know, he couldn't pay me a lot to help him create this game. You know, so the whole, you know, you see all this stuff like, you know, uh, you know how big it's gotten and it's it's cool, but it's kind of bittersweet too because a lot of people. Yeah, don't know, no, I totally oh, understand. Yeah. You know, oh, guess what? You know, without, you know, without Casino, there would be no Scorpion. Yeah, but since you've been you doing the martial arts circuit, the convention circuit, you're all the fans know that you're the true hero of Mortal Kombat. Oh, thanks, thanks. I, Absolutely, uh, again, it's a collaboration. You know, yeah. everybody deserves. You know, there was a, everybody deserves uh, uh, credit. You know, everybody doing it, it was a, it was truly a collaboration. It wasn't just like, oh, there's two, there's just two co-creators. No, yeah. it's it's not really like that. You know, there was a there was a big group. Okay, I got another question. Uh, I know, just since we kind of got up to the topic of you know you, when you left Midway. Now, when were you aware? Uh, were you still with Midway when the talks of the Mortal Kombat movie, which by the way, 25 years ago, a couple days ago, like? How how long was the Mortal Kombat movie in development before it actually like like how when when did you become were you aware of it were you involved were you involved in any part of the uh, movie at all when it was in like pre production uh, and stuff Yeah, that was one of the carrots they tried to uh, to wave in in front of us, as I recall. They were like, oh, maybe you'll get a chance to be in the movie if you don't, you know, if you don't take a bonus or you know what I mean. And never from never from the uh, owners. It was always from somebody else who didn't really have. Uh, who didn't have clout or who couldn't really fulfill that promise. Mm. We, were, we were told that stuff. So they had their way, Midway has their way of scheming out of, out of things, you know, you know, at least in my opinion and that, that feeling with that, or if, and two, if you listen to a lot of documentaries or, or, or hear stuff about how things were at Midway, you can see how cutthroat that, that whole company mm. embraced that, that, that cutthroat type of, there wasn't a family. It was more like, you know, you had your clicks, but you know everybody was out really out for the, uh, a lot of times, you know, for themselves. But uh, but we did some. I met I met with Kaznoff, and you know I always uh, even now when I look at some when I look at the movie and see like movie stills or stuff like that, I, you know I gave them a bunch of pictures that I took and set up on Mortal Kombat uh, uh, one and two, and I see those in the movies. You know, uh, right. one, uh, one of the popular ones is when uh, Sub Zero is facing off against Liu Kang. Yes, I actually, I have actually a picture of us doing the game that has the exact poses in it. You know, me and Ho Sung doing those exact poses. Yeah. And so they just took that idea and they just were like, okay, somebody else came with up with that idea, but we're just going to put it in the movie. You know, oh, we're you know, so it's kind of like I was just like, man, these guys are just really. You know what I mean? They don't realize that. Guess what? Uh, it, and two, they, it, I guess they have, a, they own it, the rights. I have really no idea as far as like IP. But um, but uh, but it's like you never get, you know, the the actors always get separated from. Oh, there's the actors, there's the video game actors and the movie actors. And in reality, the video game actors are the ones who had a big collaboration creating the personalities and the techniques and that the persona of of that and the actors in the movie, which are awesome. Those guys are awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Are, but those guys are already got, okay, Scorpion has a rope dart. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what I mean? Oh, Sub-Zero has a, has a, you know, has a, a freeze ball or Sub-Zero has the slide or stuff like that. And that was all, you know, the, the actors had a big part in collaborating with those ideas. So what what yeah. do you think of uh, like Lyndon Ashby and Chris Cas Casamasa and all those guys, the characters that those you portrayed are, first? 
like yeah those guys are freaking awesome man yeah they are <laughs> you know they're awesome you know uh, yeah, and hopefully they they got paid more than me because <laughs> <laughs> you know creating that uh, those personas and creating all those techniques i hope they got you know in the end they get you know they there's no they, there's no animosity and i'm happy they're they're doing that stuff and two they're acting they're they're acting something that i created so it's kind of like when they do that i am really proud oh. and I, I hope they keep on doing that yeah absolutely you know, that because those characters like they get to portray those but i actually created those help create those characters you know what i mean really you know too uh too when talking to uh you know just just in in general you know when i talk to tony uh, Kung Lao, he's always like, yeah, those guys are in too. He's like that. He's like, so many people portray me. He goes, but I'm the one, you know, yes. and it's awesome because in the end, I am the one who it wasn't, there wasn't no, there wasn't a script or anything like that. I'm the one who created, I love, you know, Tony loved Clint Eastwood. Yep. And so we gave him a hat. He did everything. He would constantly walk like Clint Eastwood and, and uh, <laughs> fish full of dollars. You know what I mean? Right. So he, and then too, doing that, you know, just that had that Clint Eastwood attitude, putting it in the, in the, and that Shaolin attitude in the game. He just did, that's, you know, so when you see that, that's it. That's what he created, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I want to segue into this. So we were kind of talking about movies. Now, now Master Persina, you've been involved in a few movies, fight choreography, action choreography. Can you uh, just give us some background on some of the movies you worked on and, and did? Yeah, I did stunts for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle two before uh, yes! before M MK. So oh, that was I love uh, that movie. That was a really good experience. You know, uh, the choreographer was Pat Johnson, main choreographer. Two, he was like, okay, this is what I need, and he kind of he would kind of like because he's been in the industry so more. He would like let let you, this is my idea to do this. Now, you guys, what can you guys do with this? So then when you get a group of martial artists doing that, then he takes a look, he makes his adjustments. You know, things happen really, really quick. You know, so uh, so we got to do some, you know, fight to, to chime in on fight scenes during during that. Um, I did a fam film, uh, Fate's Beginning, which was, I, I was supposed to go out and do like the choreography. They hired, they were like, not hired me. They asked me to help, come help. I was like, sure, that sounds really cool. Let me do that. So I showed up you know, uh, working with actors for like a couple hours. And then the morning of the, of the shoot, no, the night of the shoot, we're going to start, you know, I came in Friday. We're going to start shooting Saturday. There's, they were like, the guy who's going to do Shang Tsung is, is not going to, he doesn't want to do it anymore. So we can't do this film. And the, uh, the director and, uh, and, uh, the creator of the movie was, uh, Chris was just like, can you do that? And like me, like a idiot, I was like, sure, I could do that. You know, because I was like, you know, uh, originally, uh, you know, in Mortal Kombat 1, there were two Shang Tsungs. Uh, uh, everybody's like, oh, Hosung is Shang Tsung. But the first original Shang Tsung is Eric Kincaid. So we shot, uh, uh, he was going to be a still Shang Tsung. I, re I remember one time we put him on a piece of carpet and he was in a fighting stance. And then I pulled on the carpet to drag him along to make him look like he was floating. You know, I set him up in a position, oh, in a fighting position. Nice. So we were trying to experiment with how to create like the Shang Tsung. I've always wondered later, that. Okay, it all makes sense so, now. Yeah, so later on we wanted him to do more and Ho-Sung was like, you know, being the last one, Ho-Sung got to, Ho-Sung's shoot was only like uh, one or two days, you know, very short time. He was like, oh, can I do more for the game? So John was like, yeah, you could do, we're gonna need pickup shots for Shang Tsung. Why don't we, you know, just throw on the costume. We'll do some moves right now for Shang Tsung. So 
So I was just going to borrow those two original ideas of the Shang Tsung and put it in this movie. But little did I realize that he had a lot of lines. So I wound up trying to rehearse all these lines while we were shooting this movie. So that was that was one. And I, I did a couple independent movies uh, where Ho Sung uh, got a film crew together, uh, a couple. I think one was Common Enemy and there was another movie. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, Book of Swords. Okay. So he was just like, okay. And he was just like, okay, put the choreography together. Let me take a look at it. You know, you work with the, the stunt guys. We got like, man, we got a bunch of just people we knew who were in martial arts to do the stunts, like 30 guys. It was like craziness. And we put together this and then Ho-Sung would come out. Okay, we're going to do, let me see what we got. Okay, cool. We'll do that, this. I'm going to do this here. Okay, let's go. Let's shoot it. So, you know, uh, I got to put my two sons into, into those projects too. Nice. Uh, awesome. Nicholas Venezuela, uh, he asks, uh, first of all, he says, Salute us day, chili, Danny. And then he says, uh, who was the funniest actor you worked with during your MK experience? The funniest? Well, it was it was always really, really fun to do. So I wasn't say that it was just a fun project. Like, uh, I recall, and hey, Nicholas, uh, but um, I recall one time because Kano, uh, Rich, you know, and there's no offense, he was young then or anything like that, so don't think, but we were goofing around with this. But Rich, wore these shoes 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He would walk around with these Kung Fu shoes from China because they were from China and, and he, he got them and he would wear them every day. So he, they would really smell because he wouldn't wear socks with them. So they're really, so he's under this light <laughs> shooting Kano and he's like, oh, I need a, my feet hurt. Because we're doing it on, on concrete. Most of it was done on concrete. Ooh. And these come, and, and as Mark knows, the, the Kung Fu shoes are really thin. Yes. You know, or you're walking around now, you know, they're really thin. They hurt your feet. So he was like, I need to rest my shoes. So when he talked off his shoes, I swear, I swear, from eight feet away, you were just like, holy cow, the shoes would smell. <laughs> so we would play dodgeball with the shoes. <laughs> so when you, got, when you got hit with the shoes, you got hit with the shoes. I remember it like... I would smell it, and we'd be like, oh, my God. And so Rich would be chasing Tobias around with these smelly shoes, like swinging at him. So it was always just crazy stuff like that happening on, on filming Mortal Kombat. So it was, who was the funniest? It was, it was always funny because we were always just goofing around, you know, and that, that's how all this goofy stuff, you know, would, would come out, you know. You know, uh, like uh, Scorpion, Scor uh, Scorpion. John was like, oh, I want you to blow fire for Scorpion and light a guy on fire. His fatality is going to be the light the guy on fire. And me being a smart butt, can I sm say ass? Smart ass? Yeah, you can. You could say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me being a smart ass, I was just like, no, John, I'm not going to do that. And John's like, why? You know, give me, like, the why? And then I was just like, because if I shoot flames out, my mask will go on fire, and then my whole head will be on oh, fire. Boy. And then John is like, don't be an idiot. Pull down the mask and blow fire. And then Rich was just like, oh, my God, take off the mask. And he's a skeleton. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, yeah, and his head's still on fire. So, <laughs> so that was the type of goofing around. So it started out as a joke saying me, I know I'm not going to do that move. Because, again, John would be like, 
you know, dude, I was looking to get pizza or something out of it. Because John is like, do the splits. No, do a Van Damme move. No, <laughs> I'm not going to do a Van Damme move. Well, I'll buy you pizza or I'll buy you lunch. There okay. we go. Bribe me with the food. <laughs> so, two, with me doing that, it was just that whole goof around. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's a dumb idea because, you know, because my head will be on fire, you know, because I'm wearing a mask. And so it was just being a smart, smart ass. And then just, so we would be always bickering and doing that stuff during the creation. So everybody was, it had a lot of fun during it. Awesome. Okay. So Mark's been too quiet here, so I want to bring Mark in for this next one here. So do you have any? Because Mark was one of your students back in the day. I would love to know what was. What do you remember teaching Mark? It was tell me what Mark was good at. Tell me Mark what Mark needs to work on. What he's bad at. I'd love to know. I'm fascinated. Actually, I, I was good at nothing. So. <laughs> no, actually, he's a good. Actually, he was a good student. I, uh, you know, as I recall, he was a good student. Always like, uh, you know, always worked hard. Uh, we used to, we all used to watch a lot of kung fu movies back yeah. in that day. So we would always be like, "Oh, we saw this in a kung fu movie," and we're, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is that style. And then we would be working on that stuff during like class. We was like, "Oh, right. this, you know, butterfly kicks or just different jumping or different techniques." We would always be like, "Oh, I saw this in a movie. Which movie? Oh, yeah, I know that. That's you know, that's Shaolin or that's Chopfist or stuff like that." So we would always be goofing around and, and doing that. And I think that's. That's the whole thing is like uh, the approach was always uh, uh, always fun. You know, it's it's hard work because Kung Fu means hard work. Wushu means martial art. So it was always, you know, you always put Kung Fu in your Wushu, but you could all, you, you made it a lot of fun during that, that time. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And I think that's like why why I liked your school so much, because like when I first moved to Chicago, the very first thing I wanted to do was find like a good Kung Fu school. And every school around, like on the North side was like the Sifu, the Sifu was like super serious. Cause they like, they wanted to know who you're like, if you had trained before, like who was your Sifu back in Florida? Like who's, who, who's your Sikung? Like who's, yeah. who's his Sifu? And yeah. like, they would like ask you all these questions when I, when I came and, 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 uh, uh, talk to you for the first time your first question was just like well what's what's your interest like you know what i mean like yeah. you didn't ask me any of those questions it was just like well i you know you, we can teach you this we can teach you this what do you want what do you want to know and then i'd look over and i'd see like peck or somebody in the in the peck's another one of the students for anybody who doesn't know peck peck would be like in the back of the school like doing some like cool aerial thing or like you know some other student would be like working with like a weapon or something like i'd be like i want to learn that I want to learn that. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and you're like, yep, <laughs> we can teach you that. So, yeah. So, yeah, so. yeah, I think that that's, uh, that was basically, you know, our, our, the approach was, you know, you don't, when you're exploring martial arts, you really, you have an idea of it, but first you have to put yourself in it to really figure out, to really get a good idea. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to learn drunken boxing. You know, it's really popular. I want to learn drunken boxing. You know how freaking difficult that is? <laughs> you need a lot of flexibility. You have to be able to land soft because when you're drunk, you fall down. So you really know how to fall correctly and fall while you're delivering techniques and to make it look drunk. So it is like really difficult. So though it's a cool style, you think to, to learn, to actually learn it is really, really difficult. And I don't know if you, once you start doing it, if you really realize like, oh man, maybe I'm not, 
I don't have the splits. So you don't belong doing drunken boxing if you don't have the splits. Because you notice that a drunkard falls and doesn't really get injured. And right. part of the reason, he'll wake up really sore. Because at the time when he's drunk, he has more flexibility than he does have when he's sober. So a lot of things are like that where you have to experiment. So, you know, like with Mark, I was like, okay, you know, try something first and then really figure out if you want to, if you want to do it. Yeah. I remember a lot of that. And I, and I remember one of the things that stands out to me is that like on day one, you like started me on a weapon. Like, like you yeah. gave me a bow staff and you were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to start out with these movements, with this basic form. And I had done martial arts before, like, but in the other schools and the other disciplines that I trained in, the weapons always came later. And you would do like your basic punches and your kicks and your stances. And if you stayed long enough, then it was like, okay, now you can learn this weapon. Well, but with your school, I remember day one, it was like bow staff. Okay, we're gonna do these movements. You're gonna learn this form. And it took me forever to realize that like the, probably the reason why was because the like your your body positioning and the stances and everything they they're they're the same with a weapon as without like like with a bow staff as without and so like the bow staff actually helped me to like get those stances down and to like follow through with punches and like you know get some of that get get the body turns down and all of that so was that your intention because that's what i yeah. kind of surmised over the years yeah i i realized that you know you learn hand but you learn too one thing chinese martial arts so many darn weapons you right. know i i know like 38 different weapons something crazy like that so you know to get into them right away so you can learn as many as you can because really there there is a lot and two, if you do that, it makes the training fun. Like people want to do it. Oh, I got a weapon. Oh, I should, you know, oh, I got to like do, oh, I'm going to do this more or this more. My stances, I'm going to really work on my stances because I got to get them better for my weapon. As opposed to if I just put you in the stance like in old school, okay, just hold it. You know, that, that, and back in the day too, the, the uh, martial arts are different. Back in the day, the instructor used to pay the student because in the end, the, the instructor had an army. And that's what you're a part of the army. You get an allowance. I give you food because in the end, you're going to be fighting alongside me. And now it's different. Now people pay the instructor. So it's different. So you got to be a little more lenient on some things. But right. yeah, they, the weapons makes, makes it much fun, more fun to learn. You know, yeah. I still practice my broadsword technique too, by that's the way. That's awesome. That's <laughs> good. good, good, good. Happy to hear that. Awesome. Okay, I, I'm gonna field a couple questions here. Uh, I'm just gonna look back. Um, let's see here, uh, Paul Tackett asks, uh, "Who has the original tapes, and do they still exist?" I think he's referring to the uh, the move tapes. Yeah, I have the original tapes, but uh, Warner Brothers will not let me oh, share them. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Yeah, share them. I think. Uh, I think uh, if. Uh, that's the whole thing. Is a lot of times, it, if you actually see the tapes, you're gonna realize how much the actors had had to do with with the creation. It brings up a lot of like, oh, wait, 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 what? That guy came up with that? I thought, you know, I thought some guy in an office came up with that. No, you know, uh, yeah, I think that that's part of the part of the thing is to get that whole, holy cow, you, you know, wow. just that. So I, I have them, hopefully one day, hopefully one day they'll do it. There we and go. Two, 
Uh, Final one, gaming uh, asks: Is uh, are you excited for the the Mortal Kombat movie reboot coming out in January? I am actually yes. The original movie I didn't think was dark enough. You know, I wanted fate. I, I thought fatalities would be appropriate in the first game and uh, first movie and blood and stuff like that. And I know they wanted to to pitch to a wider audience, so they made it like PG thirteen or something right. crazy like that. But I always thought it should be. You know, uh, Tobias's vision was to be very very dark. And so, uh, you know, I think it, it's time that uh, it, it came out that way. And understand yes. that it has an R rating. So I have hope. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Yes. No, that works out good, though, because people like me who, who was 10 when the first movie came out, you know, I wouldn't have been able to get into the movie theater if it was rated R. Now that I'm in my 30s, I can see this new movie rated R and see it in this dark, glorious fatalities and everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. So I have high hopes for the movie. Okay, and uh, real quick here, I'm looking at another question here. Uh, uh, Alex Manses uh, is just asking uh, why haven't we talked about Mortal Kombat Two? Well, we did a little bit, but he wanted to come talk about how the second game came about and some of the details of you know the you know details of the second game. Yeah, well, uh, number two came out, and uh, well. They, they actually took that storage space and they made it into a, a production studio. So we had like professional lighting, professional digital camera, you know, as opposed to John's dad's high eight camera, which is, which is awesome. But again, it's not, not you know, when you're, you know, when you spend, you know, uh, even if it's $1,500 for a camera, when you get a $30,000 camera, there's a little bit of quality difference in that. Right. And the, and the, yeah, there's a slight <laughs> difference in what they're doing. So, but the only thing is with, with what you lose with digital, when we went digital, is the behind the scene footage is, is probably uh, doesn't really exist, I don't think. Like, I, uh, because we taped, we, you know, uh, originally John taped on, on his high eight, and then he gave it to you. He's like, okay. He was like, you can use this because you helped create it and you're, you choreographed this, helped with the choreograph choreography back then he uh, and again too at that time he could admit it now they can't because it's like oh we didn't hire you to do that and i never got paid for that so that's a big no-no you know we're using or using our ideas is a big no-no too because we didn't really work for midway as far as that we were only actors yeah right actors aren't supposed to be creating other people's fatalities and all yeah. that stuff uh, here's a question. Uh, good way. Good way to segue uh, to this yeah. next question. Here, uh, Brandon Sherlock says, "Cool to see you, dude. Have you considered getting involved with NetherRealm in a new Mortal Kombat with some of the original characters and actors? NetherRealm could bring back the old Mortal Kombat excitement." So, I'll let you take that one. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say uh, not, not in that way. It's, you know, it's uh, because again, even though it's different, even though it's Warner Brothers, it's not Midway. That whole. Uh, you know, it's not uh, people who are who know me as that. I know that I don't really get along with uh, Ed. You know, mm. at this time, Ed is probably the only one I don't talk to. Again, oh. you know, maybe I'm too. It could be that I'm a little hard on him, but he was. Yeah. Ed, Ed is the was and understandably the so. Yeah, Ed is the manager of the game. You know, so he gets the he did a lot for the game and stuff like that. Uh, but too, when I look back, I'm like, dude. Originally, you said no to the game, and now all of a sudden, you're you want to forget all that stuff that you know you had a you know you said no to Mortal Kombat, which came out and decided that the Van Damme game was going to be yeah a better, better hit. You know, you didn't have the for me, you didn't have that vision, 
And two, you know, and two, the first five, six days that we were creating a pathway to the game was only John and I. There was no, you know, there was nobody else there. So, you know, I kind of hold that. And two, him being the manager, I really am like, you should have really told those guys the story of how it was really created. You yeah. should have gave us the bonus. Absolutely. You should have given us a bonus. So, you know, I'm a little hard on him for that. And I don't get along for with him for that because he knows that stuff. And I say, and too, again, I say this all in, all in public. And it's, you know, it's, and, you know, it's kind of, sometimes kind of hard. Yeah. You know, there was, a, in, in Chicago, uh, in Chicago, we had a sportscaster who, who said, I forget his name, something Smith, who said that Michael Jordan would never, you can never build a franchise around Michael Jordan. And in the end, you build a franchise around Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Nobody, <laughs> right. nobody wants to be that guy. So you know, so you know, originally saying no to the game being, is kind of you're that guy. So he doesn't really want to hear that. And when I say that, sorry again, you know, he yeah. he doesn't like me for that. And see, but again, I, he doesn't like me for that, and I don't like him for not for yeah. how I feel. He should have he should have told those guys, hey, you know, these guys really had a hand. You got to treat them right. Yeah, we well, know we agree with you. Uh, here's a good good one uh, from B Nap. Question for all three of us. Uh, might be a little tough, but do you have a favorite fatality from any of the games? So go ahead. Uh, yeah, and uh, again, as I stated in the uh, first part, my favorite fatality is Sonia's fatality, which I I, got, I created. You know, John was like, "Think, of, what could we do for Sonia?" And I was like, "Oh, let's do kiss of death." You know, I I was like, she she gives you the kiss, and it looks like a butterfly, and you you explode. You know, and then we were like, so I really. Out of out of all those out of all the fatalities, that's that's one of my favorite. And there's a couple of uh, I made a couple of joke fatalities like uh, Katana Molina. Uh, one was a joke, and one was uh, one was a tribute to Big Trouble in Little China. So you know her her fatalities. You know, yeah. and again, uh, you know, I think uh, you know just that whole collaborating. You know, all the fatalities are really cool. All all the moves are really cool. All right, Mark, what's yours? To be honest, I don't really have a favorite fatality. I like them all, you know. Okay. <laughs> I know what mine is. Deal and death. <laughs> so, Master Priscina, I'm going to share the story with you. So, my favorite fatality is the first fatality i ever seen you do, actually. And what, what, what started, what got me hooked from the get-go when I was like five or six years old, in, when I saw the arcade panel, um, Sub-Zero Spine Rip. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget to this day the where I was when I watched that happen. And then my mother was standing behind me, and she was mortified. And to add to that, my mother was being a cock block. She did not want me playing Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, oh, Mom, it's so awesome. You got to let me play this. You know, it was at a department store at the, next to the gumball machines, and I'm like, I'm like, and I was like, I was like, so I was like ready to cry because my mom didn't want me playing it because she was mortified of the violence, and then of course Oprah came on and started talking about, oh, this is a violent game, don't let your kids play it. All that happened, and then yeah. finally my dad's just like, oh, just let him play the game. I'm like, thanks, Dad, you're the best. Yeah. And, he, he, yeah. was, and then I never, never turned back since. Yeah, but uh, to give you, uh, uh, actually, Ed, Ed came up with that. He wanted to like to do that, uh, pay a tribute to, to Predator. I think it was Predator at the time, where you know, yes, you know, you yep. So they were like, oh, you know, how you how? It, and then I thought, like, you know, to really, uh, you see today, like, uh, the way I, uh, the way he's like, okay, you take him by that and just you know hold, go like this. And I was like, well. 
when we do it, we got to rip the spine straight up because if you pull like this, you're only going to get the head. The spine will actually come out. So we were trying to take a scientific approach to it, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, and then I was like, so we got to really lift it up. And then, and then Ed is like, well, kind of get stretched up and get on your toes, you know, so you can pull it way up. And so we were kind of all collaborated on this, uh, on it. But Ed is the original one who came up with that idea of, of oh, pulling, ripping somebody's spine off. Excellent. Um, awesome. So I uh, want to change topics just a little bit here um, because we I'm, I, I know some of the names in the chat here. There's a lot of people who are members of the Kaiju YouTube community, and and, and I'm a big fan of the Kaiju community, you know, YouTube community as well. And as you can see, my Godzilla blanket in the background. I saw a tweet that you posted a few months back showing off your Godzilla and Angerless statue. So please, can you just give us, us Kaiju fans, like, you know some of your favorite kaiju movies and your some and give us inside some of your collection yeah uh as far as godzilla i am uh myself and my brother carlos uh my dad would take us to the drive-in to do the three movie in the car to do the three movie godzilla freaking epic thing in a drive-in so we'd be at the drive-in for like six hours watching godzilla so my dad was really like would really be like i don't know if he was a godzilla fan but he knew that we we were big godzilla fans so we would get get to there and just watch them all the time so even for me uh and we too we were talking about this just a little while before i don't think there is a bad godzilla movie there's some, my man. <laughs> there's some better than others yes agree you know, i mean uh, there was the one with matthew broderick who came out i actually enjoyed it because I am a Godzilla fan because it's still Godzilla. Yeah. And I will support Godzilla no, uh, uh, no matter what because that's what it is. You know, sure they changed it and they had a different artistic view of it, but it's still Godzilla, he's still radioactive, he's still breathing fire, he's still knocking down buildings. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the end, it's, and, and, and somebody wanted to portray it in a certain way. And, and for me, guess what? I, I don't care. I went to see it in the movie theater mm -hmm. a couple times, I paid my money. And when it and it when it, it when it, whenever it's on, I watch it. Yeah. No, no matter what, got to put everything down. Or if the Godzilla movie's on, I got to have it running in the background so so I can so I can watch it. So so uh, awesome. Like I think uh, I think Carlos's Godzilla collection is probably bigger than mine. Oh, that's just so that's so awesome. It's just because my my so, two yeah. nerd passions is Mortal Kombat and Godzilla and. Yeah, the fact naturally. that you know we share yeah, that is yeah, awesome. Naturally, like, you know, and 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 two, it's it's like uh, I wish I I wish I could collect more. Had time to collect more and build. Yeah, I feel build, the same way. Build more, you know. Just but you know, it's hard. You know, it's funny when you get adult. You, when you're an adult, you get a little extra money to buy the little bit more expensive ones. But then you don't have any time to put them together because you got to work. You know, right. or, or things like that. So. Hopefully, uh, you know who's a big Godzilla fan is also Doc Mac from Galloping Ghost. His whole office. Is oh, dude, I love the Galloping Ghost arcade. I finally went yeah. there last year. Um, uh, when I, cause I, I went to I go to G, I went to G Fest for the first time last year in Chicago. Oh, I had a blast, and that's why I made so much friends. A lot of these people in the chat, I'm in at G Fest as well. Um, but on my last night in Chicago, um, and you were out of town. I wanted to find you, but you were out of town. I think you were in South America at the time. But uh, I went to the Galloping Ghost Arcade, and I, I spent three hours there, and it wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. And look, but he's a big fan, and he uh, actually this year, he was like, oh, you got to go to me, 
go with me to G Fest. I think that'd be really cool just to go. And I was like, heck yeah, man. I yeah, would, I'm going next you know, year. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you there next year. Yes, you know, awesome. Yeah. And so another convention, I missed brother. you. Um, so two years ago, it was the last Combat Con. It was canceled at the last minute. I was going to go. I was going to go. I was ready to go. And you guys, I don't know what happened, but you guys canceled Combat Con in, was it 2018 or 29? I don't know. It was 2018. I think it was two years ago. I think it yeah. was, uh, um, I think at the time I double booked. So oh, actually, yeah. yeah. So for me, I actually had to go to the place that I was actually paying me. I wanted you know, to go. I a contract for as opposed to going to my friend's event. Yeah, so no, I know. I wanted yeah, to go. So I was out. Yeah. So I was out of that, but hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, we'll work something out and get, you know, I don't know if there can, it's just such a big project, the, the combat yeah. kind, getting every, you know, we had the actors there from, you know, all three yep. or all three games. Plus we had some of the, you know, some of the guys from behind the scenes, the programmers and things like that. And it's difficult coordinating them to get, you know, together, just, you know, the, everybody's schedule so different now, man. So, yeah, but Hopefully that'll happen again, but hopefully I'll go to G-Fest, invite my brother, go down there, meet everybody, yes. you know, or just hang out because it's such so awesome. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm yeah. going to be hosting the panel at G-Fest next year too. I was supposed to do one this year, but obviously it got canceled due to COVID, but uh, I, I should be doing my panel next year. I'm really, really excited. Uh, uh, real quick, my panel was going to be uh, uh, Godzilla and heavy metal music. So I was going to talk about songs and artists that reference Godzilla, songs about Godzilla and stuff like that. And um hopefully i'll still be able to present that panel i'm really looking forward to it next year if i'm able to go and if two uh, they let me do that my does panel. sound pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah. for yeah. example sepultura biotech is godzilla you know rage against machine gotta, no shelter stuff like that yeah. you know maybe some of the obscure stuff that people don't know yeah yeah so. i'm gonna here you go this, this is how big of a fan i am hold on Okay, we, we can go because I just asked, I just sent a message. Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's see. Any other questions in the chat? Let me see here. I'm just looking back here. Uh, Jay, are you going to live stream from the panel? Uh, probably. No, no. It's just going to be, you got to go to G Fest if you want to see my panel. Um, <laughs> actually, Master Persina, actually, I do have a question here. Um, I know since you're involved with uh, Ho Song Pak. Um, he was actually one of one of Mark and I's favorite, favorite, favorite movies, uh, Drunken Master with Jackie Chan, the second one. Yeah. Um, so have you been, um, have, you, have you ever met Jackie Chan or ever uh, been you know, involved in any of his work? Yeah, I, I flew down to do, to be in that movie. Hosung was like, hey, they need a white bad guy, a Caucasian bad guy. And so I was just like, okay. And he's like, you know, I don't know if they heard that. Anyway, my whole thing is my text is Godzilla. So whenever somebody texts me, it's it's Godzilla's roar. And basically, whenever somebody, uh, when the voicemail goes, it's Mothra's theme. Nice. Uh, so I wanted to say, <laughs> nice. I'm not sure how big of a fan I am, but it didn't quite work out. I don't know why. Oh, wow. But anyway, so I, I went down there, but uh, uh, we got hit by a typhoon. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, we were, I was down there for like a week and then when we were going to film, uh, a typhoon hit wiped out the set. So they were like, Hey, can you stay three weeks so we can rebuild the set and then we're going to film 
after that. And I was just at the time, I was just like, man, there's no way I could take another three weeks off of work and then stay another two weeks to film, you know, for this movie. And I was like, yeah. sorry, I can't, I can't really do that. I would, I would just, at that time, I, I was just like, I, I kind of decided that I would just rather practice martial arts than be in movies just because, mm -hmm. you know, to be in a movie, you have to do a lot, a different type of sacrificing. You know, you got to be ready to go up and leave. And once you're on the set, you don't really practice. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. You don't get to really practice martial arts a lot. You're yeah. you practice. You're practicing fight scenes, but that's not uh, really honing your martial arts skills. That's yeah, just right. doing your movie skills. So it's really a different approach. And at that time, I was just like, okay, you know, uh, 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 you know, there's no way I can do this because I'll. I'll have this, but then when I go back to the States, I won't have a job. Ah, uh, okay. Right. You know, right. so I was just like, man, maybe, you know, maybe this isn't the life for me. So that's one of the times that I decided, hey, right. you know, I'm just going to focus more on my martial arts and don't really okay. worry too much about a movie career. And, yeah. uh, okay, I, I got here's another question in the chat here. And again, this is going to be a uh, last call for everybody because, you know, Master Prasina, we, we don't want to take up too much of his time. Uh, but anyway, the, the open up the floor for questions, so last minute. But here we go. Uh, Scott. Bannock asks, uh, what are your thoughts on the fighting styles in the Star Wars movies? That's a good question. Scott, <laughs> Scott, I am also a huge Star Wars fan. Oh, there you go. There's uh, your victory, there Scott. You go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, that, and that goes as far as like Godzilla. So all the Star Wars, I like every... There it is. Yeah! <laughs> nice. So that's awesome. my thank you. Uh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So uh, so Star Wars. I think even even when they had Jar Jar Binks, I said so oh, what? Wow. Still Star Wars. You know, <laughs> I still that's a true I, fan right there. I I watched all the movies hundreds of times. So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, find flaws in Star Wars. I'm thinking, dude, it's Star Wars. How you can't make Star Wars into Star Trek. Star Wars is Star Wars. Right. So you can't really, you know, I wasn't surprised. Oh, well, no crap. You know, it's all over the media. Every single little detail is on the media before the movie comes out. You can't be surprised. You know, you just right. gotta be a fan and enjoy it. So I really love Star Wars, but the lightsaber fighting is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, waiting for that. <laughs> really not very, not very good. It is not very good. You know what I mean? They uh, uh, they really need somebody who really does like a like a, who really knows sword, not somebody who kind of knows sword or right. kind of thinks they. You know what I mean? I don't want to fight the. Uh, I mean, to insult the choreographer. He he's you know dude does an uh, awesome job, but the, the fighting in it is really bad. Yeah, no. I agree. Yeah, no, B Nap says uh, Master Persina is it's, it's, it's not a hater. It's truly refreshing. <laughs> uh, War Damn Atlanta says uh, Master Persina is a legend. This is amazing. So, yes, we, we love the compliments. Thanks, this is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I want to ask you, Master Persina, real quick before we go. Uh, what? Who was the martial arts star? What got you into martial arts? Like, who was it that inspired you? Yeah, I was going to ask you that question too. Yeah. So uh, when I was younger, I watched on Sunday. There was a program called charlie chan the detective it was a black and white series where this chinese guy would solve these these uh crimes you know back then it was a big crime thing you know they had sherlock holmes i used to watch that too uh with uh basil rathbone 
Uh, man, I, I loved all the old, old school stuff. But during one of those episodes, I saw Charlie Chan throw this guy, judo throw this guy. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And my dad was watching. My dad's like, I, I could teach you that because my dad was served in the U.S. military uh, during the Korean con conflict. So, wow. yeah, so my dad is like, OK, so I I threw my dad. You know, my dad went over because I'm only like six years old or something like that. But I mean, my dad went over, you know, and I wanted to throw him again. But I think that my dad really didn't know how to fall. You know, even though you learn mil military martial arts, much different than, you know, uh, traditional martial arts. Right. So he didn't let me throw him again. But I kept bugging him. I want to go for lessons. I want to go for lessons. I want to go for lessons. So when I was about, after about three years of bugging, I was like, I think I was 10 years old, nine or 10 years old. He took me to, to martial art lessons. And two, after that, uh, you know, it was starting to get big. Green Hornet, you know, Bruce Lee yeah. was in it, in it. I used to love that. I used to run home from school to watch that. It was on TV. So, you know, Bruce Lee has been an inspiration for all like that. And two, I will, I will go see, I will see any martial art movie. Yeah. You know, even even Jean-Claude Van Damme. If Jean-Claude Van Damme has a new movie, I will pay to go see it. Or he yeah. has a series. I will, I'll, you know, I got to support him. Yeah. You know, even though he's not a traditional martial artist, he's more of a, a dancer, but he still studied right. a little bit of martial arts and I will still go and support him. You yep. know, so I will go see any martial art movie at least once. Yeah, mine's Jackie sure. Chan. He's he's my childhood hero, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Actually, I love Jet Li. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, Jet Li, too. Actually, Jack, yeah. uh, Jackie Chan, interesting story. One time when we were going to dinner, I saw him pull out, no lie, I saw him pull out a roll of hundreds like this. Wow. wow. And just freaking start giving people money. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's you know, amazing. I love, I love like, him. Oh, I, you, oh, my, you know, I need medication. He'd give you a hundred and slip you a couple more. And he was just freaking, by the end, the whole world was gone. And he would wow. stay out there and like talk to people and just like, he was just like such an awesome guy. Yeah. Holy yeah. Actually, I got wow. one last question. Have you ever sparred with anyone famous? No, I don't think uh, we're Raiden. Ah, there we go. All the, all the time, right? Your long, longest sparring partner ever. Uh, I sparred with all those guys. I won. So that's, awesome. that's something I, I, yeah, I put down to God. So I, I, I don't suck. Okay, so I, I'm tapped out of questions. So, Mark, you got any, any questions to add before we go? Yeah. Yeah, Sifu, like off off camera before we went on air, um, you kind of spoke to us briefly about this book that you're working on. Do you want to kind of share a little bit about that with the, yeah. the audience? Yeah, it's just uh, uh, I am uh, working on a, a book, like some of the stories, the untold stories behind Mortal Kombat between yes! you know, what, ha what happened, like, you know, as I mentioned, this, the, the uh, Scorpion story or... You know, people might not might not know how uh, the friendship came around. You know how Sonia Liz came up with right. the idea of goofing around because she's like a hippie and she didn't want to kill anybody. She wanted to give them a flower, you know, for for friendship. So, uh, you know, and just different things of you know, like playing dodgeball with the Richard shoe. No, you know, stories like that, or right. how we came up with different ideas, or or what it was like to go through the, you know, everybody thinks like, oh, it was just like, do that. No, I did, you know, that whole, there's a whole, that if you look at the making behind uh, MK, you look at a square, mm -hmm. that square took three days to make. You know, at the beginning, John was like, try to kick in one place. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't look over here and come back to the exact same position. So I started building a square. 
you know, for different things to keep me on track. And, and eventually it came organized and everyone used that to, to keep track of, of their movement and, you know, and, uh, you know, how the ideas, you know, different ideas and goofing around of, oh, how I took a mic stand and wrapped tape on it so that way each character could kick exactly in the same place nice. when the, wow. they came in. So that would, that, and two, that didn't like happen just like one. That happened over like days of thinking and like John saying, you know, to, uh, you know, how we came up with the box really quickly. You know, uh, everybody sees, oh, we use a box. Well, John asked me to jump like 50 times. And at the end, he was like, don't jump too high because the lighting changes when and the top of your head. But you have to tuck your knees. So jump really low and tuck your knees. And I'm thinking like, you want me to float? And so he started laughing. And then I looked around and I saw this box. I was like, since you're cutting me out anyway, can we get the action where I'm jumping and then cut cut part of that out and replace it with me on the box and cut the box out? And he's like, oh, yeah, we could do that. And there was a whole thing of how... You know, I had to explain to him he wanted to do it with a chair. And I was like, you can't do it on a chair because you'll look like you're doing it on a chair. You know, we need something where, you know, when you jump, there's a certain tightness in your body, dynamic right. in your body. And keep, you know, even now when you watch movies, you can tell when they're being pulled up by the string and the guy yep. has no experience. Absolutely. Kind of looks unshaky and he, or he looks kind of like you pull them up with a string. While if you watch an old Kung Fu movie, sometimes you can't tell that they get pulled up with the string because they have like a certain dynamic with their body. So I was like, we got to take that idea and transfer it on to, into this game. So it was like stuff like that. So I want to do, you know, those types of thing about the creation of the game. And also I want to address the mysteries of Kung Fu, the esoterical stuff oh, of nice. where stuff comes from or, or uh, the, uh, like the secrets of stuff. Uh, a good example is when I was doing Iron Palm, uh, 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 practicing Iron Palm, one day I realized hitting iron, like I have a bag, 30-pound bag of iron steel pellets that I hit. And because they're iron, they, they, they have the rust come out of them. So because you're sweating and you put this liniment on, my pores are open. And so my skin is actually absorbing some of this iron filling. Oh, wow. And so when they say iron palm, it is really, pro and I was thinking like, dude, this cannot be good for me because eventually you absorb so much to the iron into your skin that your skin is iron. Right. So this is part of the mystery of iron palm is actually not only the breathing and all that stuff, right? It is if you hit iron for years, Iron particles Literally. get absorbed into your skin. Yeah. So when you hit somebody, so when you're going to hit somebody, your hand is like iron because yes, you know it's, <laughs> it has been absor uh, absorbing iron particles. So that's part of the uh, stuff that I wanted to address: mysteries of kung fu, you know, esoterical stuff. So I want to combine the mysteries of Mortal Kombat and the mysteries of of uh, traditional martial arts together. That sounds like it's going to be an awesome book. Yeah, I mean, we can't wait. I I definitely want to read it when it comes yeah. out. Do you, do you have like a an ETA of when that's going to be? Um, uh, I'm hoping to get it out as soon as possible. So right, you know, working I worked on it for a couple hours, but you know, writing too for even writing or anything like that is just a different skill. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not a writer. So when I look at, I've gained a huge a new respect for writers. Man, it's flipping difficult. You know what yeah. I mean? Martial arts are difficult. You know, musicians, difficult, uh, writers, difficult, car mechanics, difficult. There's, you know, uh, computer programmers, difficult. There's yep. a lot of Kung Fu out there. There's a really, and that's all Kung Fu, skill and time. 
something that takes you a long time, you know, to to get a skill is. You guys know. You know yeah, let us know as soon as possible when yeah. that book comes out. Uh, before yeah. I go, a few comments in the chat here. Martha St. Germain, my mother, says, nice show, Master Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank I'm you. glad she popped in there despite she told me not to tell you about her not letting me play. She told me specifically not to tell you that story, but I wanted to anyway. Um, uh, Nico VF says, I'm a martial artist student, MK fan, and I really appreciate the peace, patience, and goodwill you transmit through your words and acts. Hugs from Chile. Master Pacina, please come back soon. Thank oh, you. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yes. All, you know, we're all geeks. We're all family. Yes, absolutely. Uh, before yeah. we go, Master Pacina, can you just let everyone know where they can find you on Twitter, Facebook, and your website and all that before we go? Just yeah, give you, uh, promote uh, yourself. Yeah, on uh, Facebook, it's Master Pacina. On Twitter, it's uh, Master D. No, Master Pacina. Yep. Instagram is Master D. Pacina because I couldn't remember the password. And they want you to remember the the password to change your to renew your password. So I just started a new account. So uh, <laughs> I have that uh, at my website, which hasn't been updated, but you could always uh, look at it. It's uh, Master Pacina. www.masterpacina.com. My Gmail is Master Pacina. You know, if you ever Again, uh, you know, times right now are kind of weird, you know, uh, you know, with this, this, you know, for, for me, don't need to, uh, for me, the, I have older parents. My parents are old. I help in their health care and uh, I can't afford to be exposed to the virus. So I wash and I wear the mask and stuff like that. So I ask all my friends out there to also do that and take care of my parents because I want yes. to, I don't want them to die. You know, they're old. And they're going to die, but I don't want to die too soon. I want to enjoy right. them for a little bit more. And two, yes. we should all, we should try to take care of each other. It's not a big deal to wear a mask. It doesn't, it, you know, they make me wear a car seat. You know, we can wear a mask. Everybody is like, oh, it's messes with my freedom. Uh, you know, it, it, not really. You know, you can, we're all considerate. You know, if you're, uh, too, if I ever see somebody get jumped in the alley, I'm going to be the first one to cut in and find out what's happening. You know, right. you know what I mean? I'm that type of guy to do that. So, you know, God bless we you. should do that. We should do that as far as, you know, the strong protect, whether you're physically strong or mentally strong or smarter or stuff like that. We our our job as superheroes, as as fans is to do that protect. So I think that we should you know put that aside and remember, put put politics aside as far as that's concerned. And we should just take care of each other. You know, wash your hands is good for you. You know, wear wear a mask. You know, if you don't want to wear a mask, get a scorpion mask. Cincy, Cincy T-shirts has Sub-Zero and Scorpion masks. Oh, so wow. you can go there or order. They sent me a couple. I'll give them a free plug. They sent me a couple. But you can, that's a cool mask to wear. Walking yeah. around Scorpion and Sub-Zero. I would wear that. Yeah, that Absolutely. does not suck. You know? <laughs> Especially like, the, hey, you got that mask? Yeah. You know, I was talking to Master Masino who helped create, co-created Scorpion. And he, right. he told me to get this mask because I just happened to be talking to him. What? You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. we're, we're a group. We're geeks. You know? Real quick, do you, do you have a merch store? I do not. Oh, okay, not. okay, okay. Yeah, I am not that organized. You know, okay. as, as you guys probably know uh, from just shooting our uh, emails and stuff like that, I am... Uh, very unorganized, but uh, but you know we'll that's a shame because I was going to ask where where I could get that statue. That is amazing. That yes. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. This actually Doc Mac had these custom made. These are there's limited amount custom made at Galloping Ghost, so you can reach yes. out to Galloping Ghost and probably get, get yeah, it's one. the Warrior but, you know, Shrine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. so he yeah. did all the all the victory poses. Yeah, from the Warrior Shrine. Yeah, from yeah, the and the victory pose is from the nineteen. I got the idea from the nineteen sixty eight Olympics. 
Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, when the athletes held their hand, held, uh, held their fist up. Yeah, held their fist up because my dad taught me at that age about oppression, and I thought that Shang Tsung was oppressing the people of Earthrealm. So when I did that, made up that victory pose, that's what I thought. But fight oppression. Man, I, I like it even more now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so yeah. But stories like that, people don't know that why Scorpion and Sub Zero hold their hands like that because in the end, they too are fighting the oppressor Shang Tsung. You know, yes. even though, you know, he hired one of them, but still, it's fighting that oppression. It, That's but awesome. It, you know, it's just that symbol that, you know, it's not as, yeah, again, okay. you know, we should take care of each other. Okay. So before we go, I just want to say thank you to Master Priscilla for, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us. Again, you're one of my childhood heroes. This was a child, childhood dream come true for me. So I'm glad you took the time to hang out yeah, with us. It means, means the world to me. So yeah. I asked you one important question is, uh, Master Priscilla, would you care to come back on Nerd Cage Live with us? Okay. Heck yeah. Heck All right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll awesome. figure it out. Time. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, there's we'll, a lot, yeah, lot we'll more stuff out. I we'll, want to cover with you. We've covered yeah. a lot of ground today, but there's definitely more. And I would love, absolutely love you to have you come back. Yeah. Maybe we, we can do a screening of the, uh, the, uh, have it in the background, the animated, uh, Scorpion movie. You know. Oh, the Scorpion's Revenge! Yeah, yeah. have a movie night. We're all just sitting around chatting about you know anything. Anything. That'd be, oh, that'd be but awesome. That would be Jason, cool. it's it's always good to hang out with you again. You know, we hung out before, so yeah. hopefully we'll hang out more in the future. Mark. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be in Chicago again. next year for sure. And thank you to yeah, everybody in the so chat. See you. Yeah, you look the same. As I said, you look the same. <laughs> and you, you do talk. not age. You do not age <laughs> at all. But I, it's I been totally it's like been that. it's been so it's been too long since yeah. I've seen you and this has just been you know this has been fantastic not not only to get this insight as far as like the creation of Mortal Kombat and all these facts that that I don't think any of us really knew but just on a personal level just to just to see an old friend you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's fantastic so thank you yeah, for, same for smile. Keep smiling, time with Keep us. smiling yeah thanks and yes. yeah uh, and we'll again we'll be chatting uh, later Okay, absolutely. No. So, right. and like I said, thank you to everybody that came. Everybody knew how hard we were pushing this show. So, thank you to everyone who came to support me and Master Persina and Mark and I. We were just, we're, we're very humble. Thank you so much. You guys made this show an absolute blast. Thank you for coming in. And thank you for taking time out of your Thursday night to uh, ask Master Persina questions. We had a blast. So, okay. uh, before we go, we pretty please uh, like, ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, spread this shit like syphilis. So, the USA from Louisville to Chicago. <laughs> To Chicago, <laughs> to from Syracuse, to all of our friends around the fans, uh, fans and friends around the world at Nerd Cage Live and Master Piscina's Dojo, we ask you all to enjoy life, stay safe, and good night. Fatality. Fatality. <laughs> Thank you again, everybody. This was a blast. Ooh, trying to get out of the Nerd Cage, are ya? Well, before you go. Hit that subscribe button! And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell! Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage 